You're listening to Testimony on the Good Lion Podcast Network. Today on Testimony, we're going to hear a clip of Pastor Dan Braga sharing his story. The clip comes from a sermon he gave at Park Hill Church in San Diego, a church he recently helped plant with Evan Wickham. Dan is currently planting Neighbors Church in San Diego. His story is one of a young man who felt like an outcast. Dan struggled with addiction and substance abuse. But through his darkness, Jesus kept gently drawing him to the light. This is his story. From my own life, I remember this like it was two seconds ago. Um, Jesus delivered me out of, I'm your quintessential sex, drugs, and rock and roll guy. No church, no Bible, nothing growing up, nothing, nothing at all. And um, he delivered me out of all of that. And I wish that I could say that first year of my Christianity when I first met him and prayed the prayer and all those things that, that I just was squeaky clean after that. You know, I, I turned my life around and everything went well and, and that simply wasn't the case. For that, at least that first year after I had met Jesus, I kept drinking very, very heavily. I was a black, almost a daily blackout drinker for about two and a half years of my life. Smoking weed, occasionally using different hallucinogens, the girls, all of it. But no matter what, after I'd met Jesus, every Sunday, every Sunday, the Holy Spirit would just wake me up. And I'd end up going to the church. I mean, I remember multiple Sundays after like three to four days of binging and just going completely nuts. And then I would wake up on Sunday morning and I would be telling the Lord, I'm not going to church. There's no way. I smell like a brewery. I look like the walking dead. I haven't slept for two days. And yet I would be saying this as I was driving in my Nissan pickup to Lighthouse Christian Fellowship right there in Twin Falls, literally talking about I'm not walking through the front doors as I'm walking through the front doors. And I'd walk into that church, sweet church, but all the people were so clean and like they had these Bibles and they knew what the Bible was and they understood what a Thessalonian was. Like I had no clue what any of this stuff was. And they knew when to raise their hands during worship and they knew what to say and they knew when to sit down, they knew when to sit. And and they had their cute little families. And I can remember specifically walking through the foyer one day and there was this mom there and she had her three kids. And I remember her looking at me with like disgust. Cause I mean, I was a rough looking kid. Disgust, like she kind of grabbed her kids and kind of pulled them away from me as I was walking through the foyer. And it's funny now, but I remember in my soul being like, oh, oh that just hurts. And I remember feeling so disgusting. I remember feeling literally like I was a mangy dog that had wandered in off the alley. And yet somehow in those earliest days, like the Holy Spirit just so had a hold of me because I knew I'd met Jesus. Like I knew that he had met me January 1st, 1998. I knew he'd come and he told me like, kiddo, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna clean you up and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. But then it would go silent. And so I would go drink and drink and drink. And every week, every Sunday, I'd find myself going through that process and going back into the back of the church and sitting down. And every time it would never fail, the music would start and I would just start bawling. I would just start bawling 
Like the first three years of my Christianity, it was just a snot fest of me crying every time music came on and Greg would start preaching and, and it was like words just going in and it was like every word was just, I'm with you, your faith is great, I am going to deliver you. And then Sunday would end and I'd leave and I'd go drink. So every week I'd show up as this beat up, filthy, shunned individual but I'd met Jesus and I would just keep pressing through. And what I find fascinating about those earliest days is I couldn't press through with Bible reading. I didn't understand the Bible at all. Uh, I couldn't press through with prayer because my prayers were just me bawling my eyes out. I, had, I didn't even know what prayer was. I couldn't press through with my right group of friends uh, because I weirded out all the Christian kids at the college group that I was a part of. It just, I, just utterly broken. But it was in that place that Jesus, he does. He does with, with the most religiously defiled, with the ones that look the most holy and the most clean. He comes right to them and he says, I'm gonna clean you up for real. And then he just wrecks your religion, just trashes all your traditions, offends the crap out of you. <laughs> and then with the, the real nasty, gnarly rebels with no cause, kids like me, he just, he just, comes after you and you just keep coming after him and then one day you wake up and you're like oh I'm not gonna drink anymore oh oh wait this is I'm loved even though I failed this way and this way and this way and I'm loved and so I'm still secure and I don't have to and then there's a strength there that's supernatural and things just begin to transform and ultimately what Jesus is bringing us to in pressing through his lack of response, in pressing through his apparent silence, in pressing through our circumstances, in pressing through where it feels like the enemy is just accusing us and lying to us. What Jesus wants to grant us is to be close to him and him alone, no matter what, no matter what. No matter what society says, no matter what the church says, no matter what group accepts you or doesn't accept you, no matter what your own hearts are seeing, saying, no matter what our experience cur currently is, Jesus wants you. And he wants you to press in and he wants you to pursue him until you have him in full. And so those times when it seems like he's, in our, in our experience, it feels like he's being cold and he's not being responsive to us, that is the time when he's inviting us to press in even more and exhibit even greater faith, saying, I'm not going to let my circumstances define who you are, Jesus. I'm not going to redefine you. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're the King of David. You've come to cleanse me. You've come to heal these divisions. And I'm going to cry out until it happens, until it happens. Clean hearts come by confessing. And clean hearts come by not having to justify what dwells within us and just bringing ourselves to Jesus. And as we come to the table this morning, ultimately, we're just coming to the king who was truly treated like a dog, truly treated like a dog. Jesus took the ultimate defilement and the dirtiness of our lives on the cross where our sin would be cleansed it was laid upon him so that we could be free. Matthew jumps into another feeding story. We had the feeding of the 5,000. He jumps right into the feeding of the 4,000. I just wanna summarize this last, it's like the capstone on this section of scripture from verse 32 of Matthew 15. All the people are coming, they're hungry. Jesus has been healing them, doing all these great works. And he says to his disciples, I have compassion for these people. That's Jesus. That's the son of David. That's the Lord that we're submitting to. And so today we're invited to come to 
the tables and to literally abandon our religion, like abandon it, (laughs) abandon it in relationship with Jesus and press into him, letting go of the traditions. We're invited to be humble and not have to like create this identity outside of ourselves and not have to keep fighting with society or our peer group or even our inward voice, that nasty inward voice that's always speaking to us. Today, we press through all of that. And with the Canaanite woman, we come and we meet with God and we, we say, crumbs are enough for me today. I would rather eat crumbs from your table than be separated from you. I'm not gonna leave you. I just get the distinct sense that there are some in this room, you've been right on the edge. struggling in prayer, wanting to see the answers, and you're right on the edge. And today, Jesus, his voice is literally saying, come, come, press in, fall apart, cry out. I want you. I want the broken you. And what his compassion says to us and what his cross assures us of this morning is that not only will we get crumbs from the king's table, but he has prepared for us a feast, a feast, and his banner over all of us this morning is love, love. Testimony is a ministry of the Good Lion Podcast Network and is produced by Aaron Salvato. That's me. We are a show about real people and real stories of encountering the love of Jesus. If you have a testimony you'd like to share on the show, or if you'd like to support our work, you can visit our webpage at www.com goodlion.io forward slash testimony testimony along with all the work we do here at good lion is supported by listeners like you if you want to support our work please visit goodlion.io forward slash support we believe that every single christian has a testimony and we hope that hearing this one has encouraged you to share your story with others thanks for listening